Paul shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hello, it is the uh, Rob Carson Show. Already the 9th of uh, December, although I am working today on what I consider to be a... uh, I say January. It's January. Yeah, January, right? Is that a good way to start the uh, the, the show? January the uh, 9th. And uh, normally, uh, this would be a day off for me because, uh, you know, Elvis's birthday fell on a Sunday. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and work <laughs> work through this one. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Welcome to uh, 2023. Welcome to a transformative year that economically in this country will probably be a bleep show. Thanks to the man who's in uh, in office and the uh, and the uh, the massive spending bill that Republicans passed, even though they didn't need to. So we got that. But here's the positive: that uh, there's going to be a whole lot of payback for a whole lot of malfeasance. Hopefully, in the coming year. In the coming year, uh, today is officially what I would consider the kickoff of the serious year. Because honestly, last week was a blow off. The week before that was kind of a blow. I'm talking about just the number of people taking the uh, week off and. And honestly, it's gotten to be a little absurd. The uh, a lot of uh, broadcasters and others take the week off of Christmas and all that, and that's a good thing because you know people are busy with all this, and then viewership and the listenership are down, blah blah blah. But why does school have to be out for three weeks before Christmas, or a week after Christmas, and two weeks before Christmas? Honestly, what really? Do do we need this after, I don't know, so many days off now? My daughter is a senior in high school today. She began her final semester as a senior in high school in earnest. And literally, last week was a blow-off, half week, uh, two weeks off before Christmas. It then didn't start until Thursday. And and now starts a full week already on the 9th of uh, January. And, by the way, her schedule uh, allows her to start classes at 9.30 and end at 3 in the afternoon. So there, And then probably a lot of your kids in school, if they're in public schools, a little bit more of the same. And it's gotten to be a little bit ridiculous. Uh, and to some degree, I guess, with regard to work, there is some of that going on. But, uh, but again, this is really the, the first serious week of 2023 the first full week of uh, 2023 uh i think uh, we finally got all of the christmas decorations down uh i think i finally got the pumpkin off from halloween that was sitting on the porch this weekend uh, among other things <laughs> i am kidding but uh, this is the first uh, very serious week of uh, of uh, 2023 but we are expecting a non-serious announcement today i don't know if you if you heard this but the, uh, the announcement is that uh, Joe Biden is going to announce his candidacy for uh, 2024. And uh, I don't consider it to be a, a serious announcement. Uh, I, I don't believe he will be fit to run. Uh, the only thing, and, and here's the thing, here's the thing. As far as mental fitness is concerned, it doesn't matter one little bit. As far as mental fitness is concerned, and, and I have told you this before, Joe Biden obviously is experiencing dementia uh, the uh, major news uh, mainstream media tries to act like it's not happening. They won't seriously question it. Even some of the main uh, conservative media, there it's verboten. You cannot talk about the obvious problems with the president of the United States, his blank stares, his uh, straying off speech, uh, his, his uh, reaching out for hands that aren't there, his inability to focus or uh, know which direction he's in. And this is all just, honestly, at, at, at what point do you just go, I, I give up, uh, uh, you know, it's so patently obvious and insulting to me to not recognize that this man is not mentally capable to uh, of, of being able to feed himself, and yet uh, they ignore it on the mainstream media. That's all fine. Okay, okay. Two years from now, his brain will be in much worse shape. 
All right, and it's barely there. It's barely keeping the autonomic breathing system going and all of that stuff. And occasionally he can burp out a sentence that's written for him. Uh, and even then it's getting even uglier. But here we go. Here we go. We got it. We got it. You know, and I'm at the point where uh, I'll just play along with your little facade and I'm going to make fun of it. I'm just going to play along. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, Joe Biden, he's, he's perfectly, you bet, you know, make that symbol with your hand that used to mean, okay, but now is suddenly white supremacist. Okay, yeah, Joe Biden, he's going to run for president. Sure, yeah, I'm going to look at my webcam. That isn't a, a white supremacist. It's okay. Yeah, sure, that's what it means. But Democrats coalesced around Joe Biden 2024 campaign as re-election decision looms. This is, um, this is once again, preparing the emperor to uh, parade without any clothes on, and everybody in the entourage is going to pretend like he's not naked. Here we go one more time. Democrats coalesce around Joe Biden in 2024 as the re-election decision looms. Uh, Biden has given every indication to those around him he is preparing to launch another bid for president. He has also given every indication to everyone around him that he may have pooped his pants. They're, they're just they're, You kind of wonder if that's going on there. So they are uh, methodically uh, starting a rollout uh, message that emphasizes Biden's accomplishments, like that glorious border that he's done such a good job on that he went and visited this weekend that is an insult to all of us, and we'll get into that in a minute, uh, while allowing Republicans' uh, intra-party feuding to speak for itself. That's another thing we're going to talk about today, that that whole uh, last week with uh, debating who should be the Speaker of the House and ultimately deciding on Kevin McCarthy after they had to listen to the American people and do what we ask and not just anoint him as Speaker of the House. Yeah, that was a negative to the left. Not to me. I said it on Monday. I said, this is great. We ought to do this every single time. I ought to do it every single And then Friday, I felt the same way. Should do this every time. Kick open the doors. Hakeem Jeffries, he's the uh, minority leader of the Democrat Party. Uh, the Democrat Party doesn't give a dang about his radical views. I mean, abortion to birth, uh, major left-wing socialist, election denier. I can go on and on. But what the Democrat voters have to say about this, and I know a lot of Democrats, I don't think are down with all of this crap, to be quite honest. But you see, if you're a Democrat, you don't have a choice, and that's good. According to the mainstream media, according to uh, uh, CNN and MSNBC and Ellie Mastal, who's, I think, put out about another 40 pounds over the holiday season. About another 40, at least, just on his chin. I do the same thing when I gain weight. I get, I get this waddle under here, and I hate it. But anyway, so uh, they say that just approving someone as left as possible to continue the leftward trajectory of the country that has failed is a-okay. I'm making the symbol again. It used to mean A-OK, but now it's white supremacy, apparently. Uh, but, uh, but when uh, the, the Republican Party says, hold on a second, let's give this a few days until we make sure that the guy who's going to become the Speaker of the House and, and wield so much power, make sure that he's listening to the American people and not to the same old crap. You know, like what happened in the Senate with Mitch McConnell. Just being the, the leader of the minority again, even though he's a failed bureaucrat who uh, has only enriched himself in office. See, and, and that's, all, uh, that's all bad. That's all bad. So they're going to try to convince you that last week was bad for Republicans, great for Democrats. That's BS. It's really great for Republicans. And they're also going to convince you that uh, Joe Biden is uh, going to run in 2024 and everything's going to be cool. Remember that thing when you, when you write a will? 
and uh, there's that uh, I, whoever, whoever, of sound mind and body, blah, blah, blah. Joe Biden, I mean, is he sound on either one of those? Uh, Joe Biden doesn't have the mental faculty to do a will, let alone to run the country. But they're going to, you know, they're going to push it out there and they're going to they're going to act like he's perfectly fine and he's going to be fit to be president. And you, you know, you what you keep you're telling yourself. And I'll just nod and go, sure, sure. I'm afraid that poor Joe Biden, his faculties are sliding. Yes, it's a sad refrain. This is Jim Gossett, by the way. On the edge, watch him teeter. He would be a better leader if he only had a brain. Coalescing around him. That non-existent hand he's shaking. And all the gaffes Joe's making, his supporters can't explain. Sound mind and body, sure. When he speaks, it's a gamble. I bet he wouldn't ramble if he only had a brain. But that's what they want. Oh, I can't tell you why. Joe Biden somehow got elected. Just hope November 8th. He and his kind will be rejected. I hope so. Joe Biden, he's so dense, he doesn't have the sense to come in from the rain. He's worse than Jimmy Carter, but I bet he'd be much smarter if he only had a brain. But see, this is uh, this is what they want. I mean, if they're willing to put in a uh, House Speaker who's a radical leftist, not listen to the American people, not listening to the 70% of Democrats who said the country was going in the wrong direction before the election, and even more now say the country's going in the wrong direction, that's okay. Just put somebody in charge who's going to continue that direction and ignore the American people. That's what Democrats do. And now they're going to try and do it with a uh, president. Uh, They're trying to make it like he had the best midterm since JFK, even though Democrats had 5 million fewer votes in the midterm elections. Uh, They were able to get away with some uh, election chicanery like in Arizona and whatnot. And, And here you go. So which party really is listening to the American people? I think we know the answer. Uh, we know the answer to that. Uh, Jim Jordan is going to chair the, quote, weaponization of government select committee. This is one. I can't wait for the fireworks on this one. I really can't because uh, this is uh, what I'm all about. And, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, Republican pundits, we're not out for vengeance. I'm like, I don't want vengeance, but I do want payback for all the bull crap. Yeah, uh, I don't want vengeance, but I want people to be held accountable for all the damage they caused, for all of the uh, the nonsense. For instance, uh, the entire COVID debacle. And I think I can say without a doubt now that the entire uh, federal government response to COVID was a joke. It was a debacle. It was based on nothing. It cost trillions of dollars. It cost thousands, maybe millions of lives, and I'm talking about even now. The entire thing was a sham and a shakedown. And and the Democrat Party thinks that's good. The entire COVID debacle, it was a it was a it was a debacle. That's what it was. The entire thing should have, from the get-go, said uh, old people and people with comorbidities should uh, take care of those people because, you know, that's what happens with the flu. But instead, the uh, government decided to use it as an opportunity to uh, just live out the uh, the, uh, moist dream of the class of 1968. And how well did that work for you? 
Now, coming up, I've got some uh, audio from uh, from Mr. Jordan, uh, some audio over the weekend about Democrats who say what happened with Republicans last week was bad, when in fact it was good. Uh, also, uh, Joe Biden's visit to the border. What a joke that was. They literally made El Paso into a Potemkin village. And if you're not familiar with that uh, expression, I'm going to familiarize, I'm going to familiarate you right after this break. Here's the number if you want to chime in, 800-922-6680. This, my friends, is a Monday edition of The Rob Carson Show. FBI, DHS, IRS, CDC, HHS, all complete BS. It's The Rob Carson Show. Yeah, so it took a week to choose a speaker, and the uh, Democrat Party is convinced that the Republican Party has been embarrassed and uh, and they should be ashamed, but uh, at least we don't have this guy as our candidate in 2024. Let me start off with two words. Made in America. Soldiers of the campaign learned to scale rock, ski, and survive preparing for the war. They were about- Just imagine, I mean it sincerely. I say this as a father of a man who won the Broad Star, the Conspicuous Service Medal, and lost his life in Iraq. Yeah, that, was, uh, that didn't happen. If you get any questionable calls, please tell us by going to report fraud, report fraud, D-O-T-F-T-C dot gov. Senator Booker, Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? Yeah, Jackie died. Sure that she was going to be here. Yeah, My she grandfather, Finney Grimscrant, would really be proud of me right now. Yeah, yeah, well, but we should be embarrassed by, uh, you know, Kevin McCarthy and what happened last week. I honestly, uh, this is the year of uh, of just uh, adults being in charge, and, and I'm only going to just seriously address things that, uh, from people who are serious. Um, if, if you think that uh, a, an eight-year-old can decide whether they want to be the opposite sex or not, you're not a serious human being. You, there's something wrong with you. I'm not going to engage you. It's just so. It's just too stupid to even. I will lose intelligence points if I if I talk to you. Uh, for instance, uh, those who support a uh, Supreme Court justice who's already working on her first memoir, and she got in even though she didn't. She couldn't even define what a woman is. We have a Supreme Court justice who can't define what a woman is, and I'm not going to engage you if you think that's fine because honestly you're just too stupid to debate it, it, there's just a point where it's like I, I don't have time for this fall to roll I don't have time for somebody to say oh no our border is secure oh shut up I just don't have time for this nonsense I really don't I'm a serious human being we live in a serious world we live in a world where a good share of the world's population would like to see the United States uh, destroyed its people enslaved I and mean, that's just the way it is we live in a very cruel world and we got a bunch of morons in charge of it, who think that uh, children should be able to change their gender? Uh, you know, we it, when you look at all of the things that happened last week, like last week, all you know, and and if you fell for this, if you were like uh, Newt Gingrich or Sean Hannity, and you thought that uh, uh, taking our time to select a new Speaker of the House was embarrassing for the Republican Party, if you're still down with that, oh, I don't want to embarrass myself, then honestly, uh, move aside, because honestly, the serious people would like to, the serious people who don't care what those idiots think want to be in charge okay i don't care i really don't care what aoc thinks of me or my party i don't care i don't care what andrea mitchell thinks of the republican party i don't care what joy reed thinks of the actions of the republican party because anytime they say something negative about something we're doing we realize it's the right thing to do I don't have time to engage children or 
uh, people who are mentally ill. For instance, you know, it was lauded that Sam Brinton would become the uh, the head of the nuclear waste department for the government. Sam Brinton is an asexual, pansexual, whatever sexual, uh, who likes to go on uh, on social media and dress as a girl with a mustache and then go to spanking seminars. Now, any normal uh, government would say, you know, this is a person who is uh, a, a, an embarrassment, unprofessional, uh, lacks decorum and judgment, and I don't care whether that person identifies as whatever or whoever, uh, not fit to be uh, in a role of such responsibility. But that's cool because, you know, they just checked some boxes and made that person into the uh, nuclear waste, whatever the hell, uh, czar that that uh, he, she, it were, and they didn't realize that as, as a part of this unprofessional presentation for all to see, this person also had a penchant for stealing luggage from baggage carousels, raining the women's clothes, and then wearing them. You know, you, you, if you were an adult and you kind of went, oh, you know, as much as that person is, uh, checks a few boxes, maybe I shouldn't be in that position. Kind of like Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris is a, nothing about Kamala Harris has ever said that she's a very smart person. No, no, no. But she is a black woman, right? I mean, avoid the fact that she's also an Indian American, the first Indian American in the history of the country, an Indian people who come here from India uh, out to earn uh, almost every class of wage earner in the country, and it's something that we should all be very proud of, but she has managed to avoid the uh, the uh, one-half Indian blood she has because she can get more out of being a black female. And consequently, we have an idiot in uh, office as a vice president and a Democrat party who knows it. See, they just, they know it. So when uh, when you uh, you get all sorts of de- derision from somebody, you say, oh, well, what the Republicans did last night uh, re- or last week really embarrassed the party. I'm like, yeah, but we didn't choose Sam Brinton to be the head of the nuclear waste department. And we didn't choose Kamala Harris as uh, the vice president. And I don't, we think that there's only uh, male and female sex has been that way throughout history. That's why you're here. You know, there's not 160 sexes. Uh, you know, and there's that. So honestly, just stop taking them so seriously. Uh, charge forth with the, uh, the true beliefs of the conservative movement and make fun of them. Honestly, they just they deserve nothing more than our derision. Uh, this is Jim Jordan uh, talking this weekend about why last week's debate was good. They wanted real debate, real, real input from all people, and then you get a decision, whether it's one vote or 15 votes. Kevin McCarthy is still Speaker of the House. I've seen all kinds of games go into extra innings and overtime. That's just how it works. What I do know is this. We will come together to deal with how radical the left now has made the Democrat Party. Yeah, and see, this is what the left is trying to do. They're trying to distract. They're trying to malign. They're trying to cast a pall on whatever the Republican Party is able to do the next two years. Do you know why? Because they're scared out of their freaking minds. I mean, the ridiculous things that they... I said this on the floor on Tuesday. You think about it in a two-year time span. We have seen a border that is no longer a border. Yep. We have seen a military that can't meet its recruitment yep, goals. That. We've seen terrible energy policy, terrible education yep. policy, yep. record spending, sure. record inflation, yeah. record debt, and maybe most importantly, a government weaponized against the very people it's supposed to serve. Yeah, but you know what? You should be embarrassed by what happened last week in the uh, GOP, not the last two years of the Democrat Party. Sure. Whatever. On the way, more audio and the uh, Potemkin village that El Paso became over the weekend. This is the Rob Carson show.
cities. They told us to hate America as founded. Well, we're not only saying no, we're saying hell no. It's the Rob Carson Show. So I, uh, I want to make sure that I am uh, proper here in saying to you that Sam Brenton uh, served as the Deputy Assistant Director or Secretary of Spent Fuel and Waste Disposition. Uh, yeah, that was the position. Now, my uh, my uh, my boss said, yeah, you know, uh, that person also had uh, security clearance. And you're exactly right. Yeah, this person was given security clearance by the federal government, even though he went to spanking uh, conventions and, and literally insists, and Wikipedia says, they served as Deputy Assistant Secretary of Spent Fuel and Waste Disposition. Uh, anybody who refers to themselves as they, uh, you really can't take seriously. Because they generally has meant um, paranoid schizophrenia at, at some point. Uh, and somebody who's willing to say that they are they, uh, you know, you might want to just think that maybe they shouldn't deserve, they shouldn't deserve a security clearance in a position of authority in the federal government. Again, what the point is here is that the left is offering up uh, copious amounts um, and examples of absolute absurdity that shouldn't be taken seriously. Uh, should the fight against uh, trying to forward any of this nonsense be taken seriously? Yes. But, uh, but our default position would be, should be, you're serious, right? I mean, you're serious? You really think that Joe Biden is going to be able to run the, uh, for the presidency? Okay, yeah, keep telling yourself that. You betcha. You keep, yeah, the border's closed, you betcha. You keep, you keep telling yourself that, Pookie. And uh, while you're doing that, we're going to kick your ass behind the scenes. There you go. How about that? This is Kevin McCarthy, the new and improved Kevin McCarthy 2.0. Kevin McCarthy on steroids. I'll just use every cliche that I possibly can with regard to reinvention of oneself. But here is uh, Kevin McCarthy. One of the first things, the first thing that he is going to make the Republican uh, Congress do. And I'm thinking the reason why he maybe said this is the first thing that they're going to do is because he had to listen to the American people and say, hey, this is we want what we want the first uh, Republican Congress to do. I know the night is late, but when we come back, our very first bill will repeal the funding for 87,000 new items. There you go. And I think right before that is when the sergeant of arms in Congress, uh, they did the last call. Uh, there was <laughs> it's like, last call for alcohol right here. Uh, Kevin's going to do his clothing speech. Who needs a drink? I think literally, and if you, if you know Congress, and I don't, but I've heard that's kind of the way it is. But there you go. There's Kevin McCarthy saying they're going to repeal the, uh, the funding for those 87,000 IRS agents. Now, uh, who's laughing now? Who's laughing now? Is uh, is uh, Dan Crenshaw laughing now? Is uh, uh, Joy Reid, is she laughing now? You know, after that entire week of embarrassment? I don't think they'll be laughing because they're going to they're gonna get to work. Here's another thing. Here's a little bit more from uh, Kevin McCarthy. And again, um, one of the reasons why last week happened is so that we know that he has to stick with conservative, conservative founding principles. Full stop. Period. Full stop. Another cliche. We will hold the swamp accountable. From the withdrawal of Afghanistan to the origins of COVID and to the weaponization of the FBI. 
These are all the things that the American people, uh, Republican voters, uh, want the Congress to do. And now he's promising that he's going to do them. See, that's how it works. He's promising because he has to. There you go. Let me be very clear. We will use the power of the purse and the power of the subpoena to get the job done. There you go. Now, last week, uh, Dan Crenshaw, he's a uh, uh, congressman and uh, became a rhino in uh, record time. I mean, just went from zero to absolute rhino like nobody's business and he called people who wanted uh, the, the the debate over uh, Kevin McCarthy he called them terrorists last week and on CNN this weekend he apologized but th- things get heated and things get said uh, obviously to the people who took offense by that it's pretty obvious that it's meant as a turn of phrase in the in it's the a con- metaphor it's, You're not- it's in the context of intransient negotiation well yeah you're a terrorist you know and it's also what our uh, political enemies call us there uh, dan I, look I, i've got pretty thick skin i'm called awful vile things by the, kind of the very same i know when i'm hanging out with my friends we'll just kind of devolve into me calling them nazis and and terrorists and then we go the next morning we wake up we go ah, eh, no big deal wing of the party that 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 I'm fighting, I was fighting at that moment, so I, I was a little taken aback. This is what happens when you get your uh, butt handed to you. I, by the uh, sensitivity? Yeah, by the sensitivity of it. But um, to the extent that I had colleagues that were that were offended by it, I sincerely apologize to them. I don't want them to think I actually believe they're terrorists. It's clearly a turn of phrase that you use in what is an intransient negotiation. Oh, sure. Well, you just uh, repeated that talking point twice, so somebody obviously told you what to say. This is uh, Matt Gates uh, this weekend on, uh, I believe this is on Fox, talking about uh, last week and where we go from here. Matt Gates, where are you tonight? Well, Sean, this has never been about me or Kevin McCarthy. It's about the American people. And the American people want to know that the rules of the House of Representatives would never allow something like this terrible, horrendous omnibus bill to ever pass ever again. And that's what Congresswoman Boebert and I have been working on. And And I said this. The American people saw what the uh, the uh, Senate was able to do under the direction of Mitch McConnell, and they said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! We are not just going to have another uh, another uh, leader of Republicans in Washington D.C. be a rubber stamp." Well, I know that sometimes these discussions can be a little awkward up front. I guess it's I guess it's like a prenuptial agreement that you'd be preparing. Sometimes there can be some uncomfortable moments in the preparation, but it can be necessary. I am excited. And like in a divorce, somebody took the house. And encouraged. I am grateful that Speaker-designate McCarthy has been so receptive to each and every change that we have demanded. And Sean, we're at the stage right now. He, you know what? He's a Taliban terrorist. Running out of stuff to ask for. I mean, read the bills, have a balanced budget, have a border plan. Kevin McCarthy is... Yeah, but Sean Hannity was willing to forsake all of that stuff because he didn't want to embarrass the Republican Party because it was so embarrassing for the Republican Party to go through that... Uh, that process is just so terribly embarrassing. And I don't even care. I don't even care what the left considers to be embarrassing. I really don't because everything they do is embarrassing. This is now. This is speaking of embarrassment. This is Akeem Jeffries. He is the leader of the Democrat Party in the House. He is the minority leader, and it's funny because uh, uh, here he is, basically saying the Democrat Party stands against everything that they have been for. 
All right. Everything he says in this, this is the ultimate example of gaslighting. Gaslighting is when you cast aspersions on someone's beliefs to make them sound crazy, even though their facts are correct. That's what gaslighting is. It's a classic Stalinist move. It's meant to mean, you know, oh, no, the border is completely open. You're insane. You're insane for thinking the border is open. Oh, my God, the, the 2020 election was completely on the up and up. There was no, there was no uh, election fraud. There's no election fraud in America. You're insane. Here's Hakeem Jeffries, a list of things that the Democrat Party has done to us the last at least two years, and now he's acting like uh, it's our fault. House Democrats will always put American values over autocracy. Okay, it's nonsense. They hate America and want to fundamentally change it. They tear down uh, statues. They want to erase our history. Benevolence over bigotry. The Constitution over the cult. Um, the Constitution over the cult. Everything the Democrat Party does is against the Constitution. Democracy over demagogues. Economic opportunity over extremism. Have you uh, noticed the economy lately and the fact that we're still, uh, we have inflation 800 times that of when Donald Trump was the president? Freedom over fascism. We have a whole lot of January 6th protesters without trials in jail. Governing over gaslighting. Uh, Self-explained. Hopefulness over hatred. Oh, dear God in heaven, are you serious? Inclusion over isolation. That's why they uh, got that uh, freak show involved as the uh, undersecretary of waste management for nuclear. Yes, Sam Brenton. Justice over judicial overreach. Knowledge over kangaroo courts. Liberty. Kangaroo courts. January 6th committee. No defense allowed. Over limitation. Maturity over Mar-a-Lago. Oh, my God. See, there you go. That, that entire speech is gaslighting. It is made to distract from the absurdity of the Democrat Party and what it has become by acting like what we're doing is uh, is the odd or the insane. And the opposite is true. Here is that uh, Leslie Stahl. This is Leslie Stahl in, a, in an embarrassing monologue over the weekend on 60 Minutes uh, talking about uh, the embarrassment of the GOP for uh, last week, even though it was it was awesome. And I hope they do it every year from now on that there is a uh, selection of a, a House Speaker. The historic chaos in the House of Representatives this past week embarrassed not only a party, but an entire nation. A small minority blocked the House from electing a leader or even swearing in its own members. I know, I love it. Vote after vote, a would-be speaker could not bring himself to stand aside in favor of a colleague. By the way, about 75 to 80 percent of Republicans did not want Kevin McCarthy as the Speaker of the House before the vote was taken. That's why, if he was going to become the Speaker of the House, he has to do it by our rules. Yes, it was only for a few days in January. But if members of the incoming majority party can't bring themselves to support a new leader, then one wonders what happens when Congress faces tough decisions on budgets, taxes, defense, or raising the debt ceiling. 
Yeah, those are all of the things that have been, been done uh, unfettered and behind closed doors that have resulted in the cluster bleep that we have now, which includes $31 trillion in debt and approaching $1 trillion annually just for the interest. And then here's the uh, chief doofus at uh, MSNBC. He is, a, uh, he is an academic because he could never succeed in the real world. Ellie Mistal talking about the Kevin McCarthy vote last week and what an embarrassment it is. Not, to, of course, looking at himself in the mirror, but uh, projecting onto Republicans. Littlefinger McCarthy has showed that he was willing to let Congress burn to be king of the ashes. And now what we have for the next two years... That's a very sharp little analogy in comparison, but completely nonsensical. Is are those ashes that we have to sift through and see if we can find any functioning government amongst the ruin that McCarthy has wrecked with his own sweaty, desperate ambition. (laughs) (laughs) Sweaty, desperate That almost sounds kind of like a fetish on his part. It is, I mean, sweaty, desperate ambition. It is one of... Sweaty, desperate ambition, oh my God. The most remarkable leap humiliating, graspy performances in public life I have ever seen from the moment that he went and kissed... Other than your show every week, Chris Hayes on CNN. ...to ring down to Mar-a-Lago to this week. I mean, whatever the... MSNBC or where the hell you are. I don't know what the opposite of the word formidable is in my vocabulary telling me, but it is that. I mean, it's just like, this guy, really? That guy's going to be the leader after all this? I mean, who, you know, he's like, he's Mr. Cellophane. Yeah, no, it's not leading. It's a a Macbethian... It's Macbethian. ...kind of role of of ambition kind of being the fatal flaw. But at the end of the day, he's not a leader. He is beholden to all the forces he's had to to get him to this point. Yes, because we... uh, we live in a representative republic, which means that our leaders are supposed to represent us. Uh, if you're just going to be a leader and not be beholden to the people you're supposed to represent, that is a totalitarian regime, you say. Back to academia with you. Back to academia with you. All right, we're going to go next to the uh, the southern border and the uh, joke, The uh, as I've mentioned, the Potemkin village that El Paso has become in just a second. Your calls are welcome here, guys, at 800-922-6680. This is the Rob Carson Show. If you're down with trigger warnings, you might want to listen to something else. It's the Rob Carson Show. If uh, somebody of the uh, left-leaning persuasion says to you that last week in Congress, with the approval of Kevin McCarthy as uh, House Speaker and all of the votes that took place, and by the way, that was the first time in 100 years, and, uh, you know, considering that 70-ish percent of the American people think the country is going the wrong direction, don't you suppose that uh, changing things up after 100 years so that uh, the leadership of a party will listen to the people... Don't you suppose that should be lauded as historical and awesome? I would think so. I would think so. But they're literally, the left is literally trying to make it seem like a bad thing because they don't want it to happen in their party. They didn't want to have it happen with Hakeem Jeffries. They just wanted him to rubber stamp and march leftward with the country. Usually a party that is in charge does not look at the whims of the people and say, huh, 70% of the people think we're taking the country in the wrong direction. Let's keep going in that direction and completely ignore the people altogether. That's that's kind of what's going on. That's kind of what is happening in, uh, in Brazil right now, you know? There's a lot of stuff going on in, in Brazil, and right now uh, there are a bunch of people charged the, uh, the uh, capital, and, uh, and, uh, and apparently the uh, crowd has been infiltrated by leftists. 
Yeah, yeah. Five people shot, 1,200 arrested as protesters uh, disarm provocateurs and hand them over to police. So you got all these conservative folks who believe that the election was stolen, and rightfully so, by a corrupt uh, communist convict uh, named De Silva. And, uh, and they're not, the, the, the government is not listening to the people. The, uh, the election was fraudulent. And, uh, and the people have no, they don't believe that they have a say. So what they're doing is they are marching on the Capitol, and left-leaning groups have infiltrated the crowd to commit acts of, of violence in uh, is i guess it, it, to convince the uh, the uh, uh, the leadership of the country that uh, this peaceful movement is violent sounds exactly like january the 6th don't it sounds exactly like january the 6th and i'm going to tell you uh the that i hope that um this election in brazil is overturned and i hope that there is a uh i hope that there is a revolution a peaceful revolution in brazil so they can stop this uh nonsense that's going on around the world with regard to stealing elections and uh and then acting like the uh, the people are the enemy of the state so there's a little bit of that going on down there in uh, in Brazil. So the next time somebody says, oh, you know, Kevin McCarthy, that whole thing was an embarrassment, just say, oh, yeah, really? How about defunding the police? How good was that? How, how about you feel about that? Yeah, but, you know, I mean, did you see? I mean, the, the Republican Party's in disarray. They're completely in disarray. Really? You have a Supreme Court justice who you voted for who doesn't know what a woman is. Yeah, but, but uh, I mean, if you guys can't get your stuff together, you know, just to elect a speaker, then how are you going to rule over the next two years? Well, yeah, you know, but you guys think that uh, biological men can compete with women in sports after spending their entire lives competing as men and being failures. See what I mean? It's just, uh, honestly, uh, make fun of them while, uh, while fighting the good fight for what is right, for, you know, what we did to Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy's not a rubber stamp. Kevin McCarthy is not, uh, is not Mitch McConnell, and he won't be, thanks to what we demanded the Republican Party do. And I think we should be very, uh, very proud of that. I don't have time to get right now into what uh, is coming up uh, as far as the election over the weekend. I do want to mention a, a couple of other stories here before we uh, get into the top of the hour. Uh, between 2018 and 2022, movie attendance dropped dramatically. Not a big deal, right, when you when you consider the, uh, the idiocy surrounding uh, COVID. Uh, and I'm going to say that again over the weekend. I, I just came to this kind of hallelujah moment. The entire United States response to COVID was a giant sham and a joke and should have never happened i'll just that's that's what i you know that's what i had to say about it it was a giant sham a joke or overreaction an attempt by government to take control away from the people and it none of it needed to happen but uh, you know those who went along with it suffered as well including uh movie makers uh people crept out of their homes to see uh things like everywhere everything everywhere all at once that was a big elvis uncharted nope saw that uh where the crawdads sing I guess it's supposed to be good. Sounds completely unappealing. Uh, the Woman King, Free Guy. But uh, it wasn't necessarily about um, theatrical attendance. It wasn't about actually going to the movies. A lot of it was woke nonsense. So there you go. The people are speaking. Let's take a break and come back. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Like the show? You can help by subscribing and leaving a five-star review on both Apple and Spotify. It's free. Information. Truth. Is freedom. Is Newsmax. 
It's real news for real people.